Hello, hello, Mari here. It's that time again, time to dig it up. If this is your first time here, I welcome you. My goal, my mission, my assignment is to dig it up, particularly in the area of relationships. I'm here Mondays and Fridays, and I welcome you to tune in. I welcome your feedback as well. Today, what I'd like to talk about is something we've all most likely have heard, and it goes something like this. Oh, girl, you just need to leave. Why are you there? Oh, you're so stupid. I don't know how you could stay with him or for the guys. Oh, why are you with her? I mean, she's a runaround. She's this, she's that. Um, Not helpful. Not helpful. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about some of the reasons why uh, people stay in unhealthy relationships. I know I've done it. Most likely you have. Let's talk about some of those reasons. And they don't include stupidity. Number one, children. Many times I've heard it, I'm sure you have, people stay for the children. Oh, I have to stay because, you know, I want them to have their father there. I want them to to have their mother there, you know, so I need to stay. I want to tuck them in. I want to read bedtime stories to them. I want them to come from school and I'm there and I share with them. So the children, you know, people stay for the children. Finances, I've heard. A lot of the men say, oh, it's cheaper to keep her. You know, they want to stay because they don't want to rock the boat when it comes to finances. I've heard that as well. How about low self-worth? Perhaps, you know, men, well, I've seen it to where, you know, the self-worth is low to where they feel like, well, I have to stay here because I may not get anything better than this. There's nothing much out there. I might as well stay here. You know, I touched on one of the reasons in my last podcast, sunk cost fallacy, which basically means you've invested 10, 15 years in your life. I'm not going out there. How about the fear of being alone? The fear of being alone. That's another reason. You know, people say, well, I might as well stay here. She might be a little off. He might be a little, you know, off. uh, But I think I'll stay here because there's just a lot out there. Another reason, they may not feel they deserve it, which ties in with the low self-worth. So they feel like, well, you know, maybe this is all I deserve. I mean, again, some of those things are rooted in trauma, which is another reason that I was going to go into. Maybe they believe that they're not worthy because they never saw a healthy relationship. They never saw that. I remember the, uh, the moment when I realized, wow. Uh, I've never seen a healthy relationship growing up. So stands to reason that when I started dating or even when I got married, they were not healthy relationships. So there's trauma behind it. There's trauma. You know, um, there's, um, like I said, thinking that there's nothing out there. I might as well stick with this person. So again, people will say things and, you know, it's just amazing because No one wakes up and says, oh, I think I'll pick up jacked up Tyrone, the one with the five kids who rides a bike, has no job, uh, and is a little off. That's a perfect mate. No one gets up and says that, you know, in their right mind. No one does that. Um, And for the brothers, you know, I'm sure they don't say, well, wow, that's the woman I want, the one that's been with all my friends, the one that is, is, you know, everybody talks about. 
the one that's a little off and will cut you. Come on now. So when people say this, these things, um, they're not helpful. They're just not helpful. You know, um, I always say, can we stand, can we talk to the person without standing in judgment and listen and try to help them, you know, get through it as opposed to, oh, you're so stupid, you're so foolish. That is not helpful. You know, it's like um, you're lost. You're lost. You're, you know, you're driving and you're lost and you call someone and they say, oh, why don't you just figure it out? Why don't you just look at the signs? You know, and you're panicking because you don't know which way to go. And yes, I've gotten lost with the GPS. For those that say, oh, there's a GPS. Um, and sometimes you lose signal. That's happened to me as well. So we would never, if you think about that, we would never say to them, oh, figure it out. Call me later. When you... No, we would help them, right? Because they're lost. So in, in like manner, if someone is lost in that, they're lost in this relationship. They've lost their identity because that's another reason. You don't know who you are. You've lost your identity. You don't know who you are. You've lost your identity in this person. You know, codependency is another reason. You Maybe you saw mom do everything for dad and neglect her needs, and now you're doing the same. And this is not to blame the parents, but what we saw growing up does happen, does impact what we do as adults. And, you know, so now you, you're walking in these behaviors that many times you think they're normal. I've heard women say, oh, well, I thought that was normal. Maybe he had a bad day, so he pushed me. Maybe he had a bad day, so he, he, he cursed at me. You know, and they think that that disrespect, um, abuse, whether it be mentally, verbally, physically, is normal. Because, again, they saw it. And they saw mom endure it. I heard someone say that the reason they were so passive when their husband strayed and cheated was because they saw their mom be passive. You know, again, we're not saying that um, it's not about a blame game, you know. But we need to understand that there are root causes to this because we can't uh, heal or, uh, yeah, heal or deal with things when we don't know where they came from. We don't understand why we're doing it. When we see the pattern, then we can address it. Which leads me, well, I wanted to say another reason um, when we were, t when we talked, when I talked about trauma and not being healed. When you're not healed and you're bleeding all over the place, oh yeah, you'll stay in a non-toxic a toxic or unhealthy relationship, sure you will, because you're bleeding. You don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. And so you pick what I call wound partners. That's a wound partner. You know, you may have a wound of rejection, abandonment, abuse. So now you pick that person. And I know um, it, it may sound like so irrational and so crazy, right? Because it's like, oh, you're picking. So you pick that person and it triggers that wound. You pick that because, again, that's what you saw, and, and you have a wound there, so you pick from that wound. So that's another reason why we stay in unhealthy relationships. So, again, for those that, you know, um, will say, it drives me nuts when people say that, you know, oh, it's just, you know, they should just leave as if that's, <laughs> you have to heal. You have to heal, and you have to understand um, and see these cycles that are taking place before you can break them, before you can walk away. There's oxytocin, what they call the cuddly, cuddling hormone, which draws you to this person in a physical way. I won't get 
too much into that here, but that's another reason why people stay. But I want to talk about the last and final reason because I think this is the biggest for me is they don't know how to break free. I was speaking recently with a young lady and she was telling me how she's in a toxic relationship and she's been in this toxic relationship for a while. And, you know, I said to her, I said, do you know, because there was someone else there. First of all, let me rewind a little bit. There was someone else there and she said to her, oh, you just need to leave him. He's no good. You just need to leave. So I said to her, do you know how to leave? Do you, you know what that looks like? And she said, no. Now, for those that say, oh, well, you just leave, you just cut them off. I hear so much of that on social media. And it, again, it drives me crazy because it's like you think they wouldn't. First of all, you think they don't know because you'll tell them, oh, he's no good or she's no good. Number one, they know. But I, the, the main thing, the most important thing that I see that is hardly ever being addressed is the process. So many times, you know, people know that they have to leave and they want to leave, but they don't know how. They don't know how to break free. And so when I asked her, she began to cry and she said she didn't know how. So that's where mentors come in. That's where counselors come in. We need they help. I say we because I was there at one point as well. You know, they need help navigating. I needed help navigating because for so long, real talk, I would blame other people. Now, granted, they were doing stuff that wasn't right. Okay, fine. But I was choosing that. I talk about that in my first book, Broken Bird Syndrome. If you want to know a little more about that, you can pick that up. It's on Amazon. But I... When I realized, hey, I left the window open. I let that little bird, I call him the broken bird. I let him in. I chose that. That was really an eye opener for me because when we blame other people and we don't look at ourselves, we can't change anyone but ourselves. So if we keep blaming John or Mary or whoever it is, we're never going to look at ourselves. And how are we going to heal? It's never our fault, right? If you blame somebody else, then you don't have to look at yourself because it's not your fault. But when we understand accountability, then we can heal. Well, we can start on the path to healing, right? Because we understand, wow, I chose this. Now, initially, I have to be honest. Initially, it's like you feel so bad, right? Because it's like, oh, my God, I created this scenario. I, I opened the door. I knew this person wasn't for me. But it's okay. You know, we have to learn how to be. I had to learn how to be gentle with myself, Um because I grew up under a critical voice, and that's a whole nother podcast. Um, and so we have to understand that once we realize that we've allowed that, then we look at the reasons why. We don't stay there. Because I heard someone say, oh, it's not helpful to go in the past. Sure it is. How are you going to know what to address if you don't know where it came from? If you don't know how, how are you going to break it if you don't know there's a cycle? How? And when you understand, wow, I saw this growing up. I know where it came from. It also helps you to have compassion because you're like, wow, this is where it came from. So I want to end with this. The process, the process, the healing, again, I see it all the time. It's never, it's hardly ever addressed. There's a process. Once you realize, I got to get out of this and it's up to me because the other person will continue to do the dance as I call it, 
they'll stay there and go back and forth with you. Uh, once you realize, wow, this is this, I'm choosing this. And I'm not, you know, it's always an exception, right? I'm not talking about abuse. Um, someone's beating you and you're fearful. It's not what I'm talking about. Although that is another reason why people stay fear. You know, we can address that in another podcast and, you know, in more detail, because obviously, you know, you're afraid and that's why you're there. But, you know, when you realize, oh, my goodness, I have chosen this. And then you then then the questions come. Why am I choosing this? And then it then it comes out. Well, maybe I don't feel worthy or maybe. And that that is huge because now we can address it. Now we can start on the process. You know, we can look at you know, those things that keep us there and work on them, work on your self-worth. And I, and, you know, when I talk about self-worth, I want to share this. Our self-worth is always, our self-worth, let me rephrase, and identity is always found in Christ. If you're not a believer, I encourage you to seek the Lord and pray and seek the Lord uh, so he can give you wisdom and understanding. But when it comes to relationships, if we don't know who we are in Christ, like for example, for a long time, I was like the prodigal daughter and I didn't know my worth. I didn't know that uh, I had a father because my physical father, natural father rather, wasn't in my life. But it was when I realized that he was my father and he was there all along and he cared for me and I was a, a daughter of a king. That's when I realized, wait a minute, I've been dealing with these, uh, what is the word, uh, court jesters, <laughs> these jokers, as some people, and it's like, wow, and I'm, and I'm a daughter of a king. I was like the prodigal son, right? If you read that story, it says, you know, he was with the animals, and, and he's like, wait a minute, I'm here with these animals, and these pigs, and, uh, and I could be back home at my father's house, where there's food, and, and, and I have an abundance of everything, and I have a father who loves me. You know, and if you're in a toxic relationship now, the father would never give us any anyone that will abuse us or treat us poorly. That's a whole nother uh, area that I didn't even touch on. You know, people say, oh, bless this relationship. If that person is abusing you, whether mentally, physically, verbally, emotionally, that is not from God. Our father is a good father. He would not give you someone that's going to hurt you or abuse you, you know. Um, I have to say that because so many times people pray for something that God didn't send. You want him to bless that, and that didn't come from the Father. So it was when I realized, wow, you know, I'm out here, um, and I'm far from from my Father, and I, I'm out of his will, and I was unhappy. I didn't have peace, and, and there was guilt, right, and all kinds of uh you know, shame, because it was like, I chose something that was not from the Father. I chose, you know, the word says that we're drawn away by our own lusts and our own desires. So when I realized, wait a minute, I have a good father. He didn't give me this. This isn't for me. And again, it's not always cut and dry, because I'll be the first to admit, the Lord showed me, but I wanted what I wanted. I wanted what I wanted. Again, we're drawn away by our own lusts, our own desires. And I was outside of his will. And let me tell you, I did not have peace. I was angry. I was doing things I shouldn't have done. But when I came back, come on, can somebody say amen? When I came back, he welcomed me back. 
Not like people sometimes do where they say, oh, well, isn't that John? Oh, we know him from back in the day. Oh, John, you're no good or Mary or whoever. He forgives us. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So I was made clean and whole. No one can make us whole. But I was searching. I was searching for that, for someone to fill that need and that void. And my brothers and my sisters, no one can fill that need. That's an unfair expectation, you know, to ask of anyone. Because it's only the Lord that can fill us and satisfy us. And so when I understood who I was in him, then I realized, wait a minute, I'm far from my father. I'm far from who I who I am, you know, and I got to get back there. Because again, anything that's outside of God's will will never bring peace. It brought confusion. It brought many tears. Uh, but when I came back, like I said, the Lord is so faithful. So again, if you don't have a relationship with him, I talk about relationships. That's the best relationship in the world. Is a relationship with him. I'm not saying we have to stay alone. I mean, while we're here uh, in this earth suit, you know, uh, as some call it, you know, um, walking through this world. Yes, we want a partner. We want someone near. But let it be someone that God sends. Because like I said, God never sends someone who will hurt you or abuse you. And I'll get into more detail on that on another podcast because, you know, people say, oh, opposites attract. That's not what the word says. The word tells us that we have to be equally yoked. Uh, that brings pain, confusion. It can derail your whole purpose. But again, I'll touch base uh, or touch on that on another podcast because that's not true. Opposite may, opposites may attract, but they definitely don't sustain. They definitely don't maintain. There's issues there, but I'll address that in another podcast. But I want to leave you with this, that there is a process. There is a process. So. The next time someone comes to you and they're hurting and they're in a toxic relationship, be there. Pray for them. Understand that there's a process. And if you're in a relationship now and you're struggling, reach out to me. Uh, leave me a message. Uh, I can also be found on um, Instagram, Real Talk with Mighty. Leave me a message there. There's a link there. You can set up a time. We can talk about breaking these cycles. Uh, Again, Real Talk with Mighty on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. And let me know. Let me know. Um, and let's talk about it. Because this is something that needs to be talked about. It's not talked about enough. There needs, there needs to be healing. There needs, it's a process. Uh, oh, and I'm also on TikTok. Again, Real Talk with Mighty. That's M-A-R-I. My link is there. You can set up a time. And let's talk about breaking these cycles. You know, um, again. There's so much talk on how to identify the narcissist, how to identify these relationships, but not enough talk on healing, not enough talk on how to break the cycles. But this is Mighty. Thanks for listening. And I will catch you on the next one. Have a great day and God bless. And remember, the best relationship we can ever have is with the Lord.